welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, episode 934 overall. Hope everybody out there is uh, enjoying your weekend. As we are up to episode, season three, episode seven of the epic hit series, Snowfall, with the uh, episode, A Pocket Full of Rocks. Um, this was a very powerful episode um a lot happened in this episode as we lead up to our to one of the more just historic episodes of, of the show in episode eight this was a you know a perfect uh prelude up up into that episode to that episode um recap quick recap franklin and leon search for melody gustavo fixes a problem and julia gives teddy a proposition uh some themes reap you reap what you sow that certainly was the case in this episode in regards to franklin this is the first episode where um franklin's actions hit home uh in a major way and hit him in a, a way that he did not see coming nor expected it um well definitely flush out we'll flush we'll definitely flush that out over the course of this episode and take particular the deep dive uh we begin matter of fact we'll begin with the deep dive uh melody so melody gets hooked on the rock uh she we see her at the party in this episode at the beginning we see her at the party she hooks up with a dude he which leads her to getting some rock she has money with her she gets some more rock even as she even as she refuses to to uh to get to reciprocate sexually with the with the guy that she Maurice, with the guy that she hooked up with at the party. Um so she gets some more rock and this turns into a basically a you know a episode long ordeal where she is chasing uh drugs throughout the course of the episode. She is, you know, she gets connected with Wanda, which is not a which is never a good thing. Uh, which is never a good thing if you're, you're trying to get your life in order. So she gets connected with, with Wanda. And, you know, we're talking about a, a girl who, you know, Melody's character has been over the first three, up the first three and a half seasons, kind of a, you know, not a square, but the kind of you know the girl that messed with the bad boy, but always had college in her mind and straight A student, not really a rebel per se. Uh, uh, you know, Franklin was her first love. Yeah, she still was hooking up. Was getting she still, you know, was hooking up with Franklin despite what was going on between Franklin and Andre. But still, Melanie was not the type. Melanie was the type that. Uh, if I told you this was going to happen, I Melanie would have been the last uh, person, one of the last characters I thought that this would this would happen to. The Wanda thing, you can kind of see. You're not surprised with 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 Wanda. She was in the business, you know. She's working at, at a crack house, at a you know at a cookhouse. So that, that's not that wasn't. She's you know she's in the business. She's part of the you know Franklin's organization. Melanie, I did not see this coming with her. And, you know, you see, you know, Franklin really, and is one of the scenes, one of the scenes, I could have put, should have probably put it in best scenes, 
but you see at the end of the episode, uh, you know, as Franklin in essence takes her out this crack, takes her out the crack house, and returns it back to Andre. And then you know you see him uh, discuss with his mom, you know, what the deal was, and he basically says, "Hey, nah, she's on rock now." And that guilt that Franklin has to deal with is next level guilt. Um, I thought this episode did a phenomenal job at really tapping into that uh, that guilt of someone who's a drug kingpin. We know Franklin. Franklin is can be cold blooded. We know he's a sociopath. We know how intelligent he is. We know with these drug kingpins, a lot of times, you know, you you wonder if they if they are like robots in a sense in terms of how they have to maneuver how they have to maneuver over the course during the course of their lives and the types of decisions that they that they have to make the terrible things that they have to do uh, day in and day out. Franklin's all those things, but. This episode, in particular with Melody, this hits Franklin hard. This hits him in the, this hits him hard. He knows that this is on him. That there's nobody else to blame but him. He can't, he can't blame Andre. He can't blame the government. He can't blame anybody. He, he can only blame himself because Melody is someone he truly, truly cared about. You know, he, you know, he would play a tough role. I know that they, they weren't as close as they once were as far as uh, dating and things of that nature, but he loves Melanie. I mean, they've been known, they grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh, and you know, he this is something that this is, you know, he this is something that is squarely is, is absolutely squarely on him, and he knows that it's on him. And you know, you know, there's a scene. In uh, there's a scene in um, what I'm thinking about now because I got watched a couple of gangster movies over the, the break over the, you know over the holiday. But there's a scene, okay, American Gangster. So there's a scene with Frank Lucas, uh, with Ti, uh, Frank Lucas's nephew Stevie. So Stevie was supposed to be a baseball prospect, right? He was a he was a, he was supposed to be a major league baseball prospect. You know, threw the ball ninety-five miles an hour. Frank Lucas, of course, had all the connections. Got him a a, a trial with Billy Martin. Uh, this is when Billy Martin was the manager of the Yankees back in the day. I want to say the seventies. It's probably yeah, early mid to early late mid to late seventies, sometime during the seventies. And Stevie walks up to Frank and says, "Tells Frank Lucas, Lucas, because uh, he didn't show up for a tryout. Says I don't want to play baseball baseball no more." And Frank Lucas is like. Like, what are you talking about? You've been playing since you were a little boy. I got you to try out. This is what we, this is what I had in mind for you. And, you know, Stevie says, who's getting played by T.I., says, I want what you want. I want, I want to be you, Uncle Frank. I want what you want. Now, in that scene, there was so much ground that they had to cover, that they had to cover in, in, in uh, American Gangster. It's almost three hours long. But you can see, you can, and Denzel plays this masterfully. You can see the disappointment on his face. Because he knows that he's never going to be Frank Lucas. He's going to end up dead or in jail. He knows. I mean, he. But more importantly, he knows that I didn't want this for you. I wanted you. You. You were supposed to go play baseball. Well, Franklin did not want that for Melanie. Melanie was supposed to go to college. Spelman, straight A student. He never like he, like those other. You know, Wanda chose what she chose. Leon chose what he chose. 
her, his family, you know, they chose the game. They chose what they chose. Uh, you can go down the line, Jerome, Louis, most of the people in Franklin's life that he's connected to chose that life. No, they didn't choose that life. No, they did not choose that life. The drugs, in a sense, the 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 drugs chose her and who, you know, who supplied the drugs in the community. Well, you know, I mean, we can go back. It's the government, of course, but Franklin is the guy in that community. He's the guy that, that in essence, is responsible uh, for Melanie being in the, her current condition. Uh, and again, we'll get into best scenes, but you could, again, at the end of that episode, you know, similar uh very similar faces that you look at Denzel's face in the in that scene with uh, T.I. versus Franklin's face in the, in the last scene with his mom after he tells her that Melanie's on rock and basically that's it's over. Very similar facial expressions, uh, both great performances from Denzel and of course Damson El, uh, El, uh, Eldris, Eldris, Damson Eldris. Um, but Melanie is is gone. Like she's hooked. Uh, she, you know, her the sense of college, her life as we know it will never be the same. It won't moving forward in over the course, and you'll watch it, and you 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 got a chance to see it even in season four. You know, in season four, she ended up getting off getting off drugs, of course, but there was no Spellman. And again, we we will see how this. You know, we're, we're going to see what this does to her. We we saw it definitely saw it in this, in this episode. So. Again, Melody and Wanda go through a whole, just whole joyride as far as uh, from the, in terms of, a, you know, cracking hands for a day and just shows you the life of what the, of what, you know, of what this drug, what, what, what the crack and cocaine era, what that type of, what, what it did to people. And again, we saw it with, uh, with Wanda. Now we see it with Melanie. Um, so Melanie was gone and again her her character her life uh within the show will never ever be the same and this is squarely squarely because of one franklin saint that scene is leon and franklin uh leon tell basically tells franklin melanie is gone if she's with wanda they find out through the young boy uh and fatback well through a young boy fatback gave us information about maurice but it was a young boy that provided the best information in terms of seeing t- saying that he saw uh, Melody with um, with Wanda in the morning at seven thirty in the morning. Franklin again cannot see Melody as this person. He can't see Melody. You know he you know he pisses Leon off by saying that Melody ain't Wanda and Melody's strong. Wanda's weak and what have you. And Leon says, "Hold on, you know I got feelings for Wanda." And then Franklin tries to lecture. Basically, Franklin basically uses that as a deflection uh, as a deflection. Um, as a deflection to in terms of shitting on Wanda to kind of take away from the fact that he can't deal with the reality that this not so much that is his, his fault, his, his, this is his fault, but so much the fact that he just doesn't believe, want to believe that Melanie would go this route. And Leon basically tells him, look, man, you know, why do you think we're making all this money? This stuff is addictive. Once people get hooked, it's a wrap. It, happened, it can happen to Wanda. It can happen to anybody. So it definitely can happen to Melanie. And Leon sets Franklin straight from that standpoint. Like, your girl is gone, in a sense. And Leon has has, the, has had to live through this, through, through watching how Wanda moved and what happened with Wanda. And, you know, Franklin 
similarly is going to go through has he'll have to go through the same thing in regards to Melanie. So this this scene was a great scene. Really, two friends, one friend in terms of Leon being just keeping it real with Franklin telling him not so much what he wanted to hear, but what he needed to hear in that particular moment. Um, great scene. Um, Isaiah John was uh, was great in this picture. Was great in the scene in regards to just you know it wasn't he you know he wasn't over this was this was a restraint Leon. This wasn't Leon acting out emotionally or going you know over the top in, in regards to how we we know Leon can get sometimes, uh, especially during this season. No, this was this was a controlled restraint Leon, and he let Franklin know like you know Melanie is gone. Franklin and Mel in the crack house, so they find out. Uh, that Franklin, they find out that Melanie's in the club, in, in a crack house. Franklin goes in the crack house, takes her out. But again, Franklin has to see his own, you know, this crack house is is a product of what Franklin has done to the community. So he gets to see this. He gets to see this uh, firsthand. And it's rare in a show or even on, even in film, even in, in films where you will see a drug kingpin in a crack house. So, you know, they kind of, they are kind of insulated from that world. They're not even around drugs. <laughs> Most drug kingpins, and we saw this on, on the wire, when they are not even around drugs. Okay, that's how insulated they are from that, uh, from that, for, for obvious reasons. Um, you saw that in particular, you know, Marlo and Avon were never around drugs. And it got to a point in season, late in season one where you know, Stringer wouldn't even let Avon do money runs anymore. So, this is a rare thing in in in, in, a, in a television series or in a movie with, with a drug kingpin that they're in, uh, that they are actually in around drugs or in a crack house, especially in a crack house. Uh, we see we've seen Franklin around drugs uh, when he's making his drop offs and pickups with with, with with Teddy Mac, and again Franklin just you know sees Mel for sees what. The damage that has been done to Mel for himself. He pulls her out. She's, of course, fighting. And, again, the Melanie that we've seen the first three and a half seasons is no longer. That girl is, a young lady is long gone. Um, so, Franklin has to deal with that. He takes her out, puts her in the car as she fights and screams and curses him out and, and what have you. And um, they drive her on, uh, drive her home. MVP, now, at first I went Melanie as the MVP because she did play you know, I've been watching these roles from Pookie uh, to Samuel Jackson in uh, Jungle Fever and Holly Berry. It, it's, the crack hair role is not easy <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. I wasn't give it to Melly, but I switched it to Leon. Uh, Leon's the MVP because Leon tells Franklin what he needs to hear. And it's a reality check as far as it's bigger than just saying, hey, is you know Melanie is if anybody if like what we I think it was I think it was more to Leon telling uh, Franklin it was more to him just sharing the reality about Melanie. This it was I think even a deeper message was hey look man this is we in the big time now like this shit the shit that we're doing they're selling is powerful and you gotta realize like. You know, this is kind of like collateral damage for what we're doing. I, I think that was a bigger message. Uh, again, Franklin hadn't had to deal with this um, ever in the series since the series started. Well, at season one, 
what his actions having this type of effect on someone he deeply cared about uh, in this particular way. And of course, you know, he's pissed off his mom and broke his mom's heart at times with him being in a drug game. But even now, she's come around on that uh, to, to a certain extent. Um, but this, but having the drugs actually affect someone that he's close to in this particular way is something that he had not had not experienced. And now, Leon basically tells him, you know, this shit, this shit right here that we're doing uh, has the kind of you know people are gonna get hooked. And you know, Leon, Leon keeps it, you know, keeps it real with him and, and tells him straight. And again, there, again, we you see people in position of power have yes men around them all the time. We see it in, in athletics. We we see it in, in, in life at times. Leon is not one of those guys. Like Leon, he has Franklin's uh, back. He has Franklin's back to, to the end. He's a day one, but he's a, he's a good, he's a great day one because again, he will keep Franklin honest from that standpoint and not, and, and really, um, you know, they work well in tandem because of, you know, Franklin, you know, they're kind of like a, a reverse Avon and Stringer. Like Leon has some Avon in him as far as the fight, and Franklin has the, some Stringer in him as far as the, uh, being the, the, the thinker uh, that he is. So Leon gets the MVP of this particular episode. Again, this was a very, very good episode leading up to what, we, what we're going to see in episode eight, uh, Hedgehogs. Um so we certainly would look forward to that episode. And as that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, I will see you next time as we look forward to episode, uh, episode season three, episode eight, Hedgehogs. Um, and I will see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. So long.